Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are Anchor Moms. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. So glad you're with us. We have some very special guests with us this week, Lindy and Melissa. Um, Go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us about the amazing company you guys work for. So, hi, I'm Melissa. I'm the owner and founder of LatchedMama.com, which is a online e-commerce store for moms that sells clothing and an online community um, that is working to support motherhood and bring the village back. Um, I'm a mom of six kids. Uh, My youngest is one. My oldest is ten and a half. um, And I collect farm animals. (laughs) Fun fact. Yep. Fun fact. Um, My name is Lindy and I found Lash Mama and Melissa about five years ago. Um, I work in design and production here. I also have six kids. Um, I don't collect a whole lot of things, um, but yeah, love it here. So um, talk to us about Latched Mama, um, what you guys do, kind of the community that's been created there besides the clothing, obviously. Yeah, so it started with the clothing, but it's always been about moms, supporting moms and supporting women and finding the connection between the two um, to support each other. So we have... um, all kinds of places that you can find support, whether podcast, we have a Latch Mama Love Group on Facebook where you can get some inside details regarding um, the apparel and accessories, but also just so much incredible support um, and things like that. Um, where else? All kinds of social media platforms yeah. we have support. So Latch Mama started after my second son was born and it all just kind of felt hard, um, you know, nursing, motherhood, everything. Um, and so we knew that we wanted to build a community with the clothing line. So, But also, will you tell your bench story? Because honestly, that's what really grabbed me and really, <laughs> that really, you know, as a mom really resonated with Our me because I think there's a, probably, if yeah. you are a mom, you have been there. So yeah, I had uh, my first son was um, a spring baby. So I was able to kind of breastfeed and tank tops. Um, I look back at pictures and my boobs were just out everywhere. Um, but then when my second son came 18 months later, um, he was a winter baby. He was born December 3rd. Um, and I had to get out of the house. I mean, I had two, I had a, you know, crazy little toddler who wanted to run around. And so I went to a park bench, um, at a local neighborhood park and my husband was out of town and, uh, I remember stripping down from my sweatshirt down to my nursing tank to feed this little three, four week old baby. 
and really realizing how lonely I was, how hard it all felt, and mostly how cold I was. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just this moment where, like, this moment where I was like, okay, hold on. So all of these people tell you you're supposed to breastfeed. They give you these little babies. They send you home from the hospital or stop the support or whatever, and you're supposed to figure it out. But nobody is keeping us warm. Like, it is like like a natural thing that we should all at least be warm not asking for much. So uh, that was pretty much the day that Latch Mama was born. I um, decided that that day we needed a nursing hoodie and haven't really looked back. Can we stop for a minute too and just make sure our guests heard, I mean our viewers heard correctly, our listeners I should say, that you guys have six kids each, six Mm -hmm. children each. We have a soccer team and a sub. Wow, I have to say you you win the prize because up till now the the mom with the most children had five. So um, <laughs> of our guests, yeah, of our guests, yeah. So you you congratulations, win the prize. ladies. Yes. Yeah. Um, very uh, prestigious award there. Um, also, uh, we just wanted to ask you a couple questions, just that we asked all of our guests when they come mm-hmm. on. What would you be doing if you weren't doing Latched Mama? Oh gosh. Um. Well, we talked about, um, I do like driving, so mm-hmm. I would like to race a car at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- yes. Can you tell everybody what you drive and how you drive it? As a oh, car, I drive an extended length Ford Transit. Um, think, think Amazon trucks, but longer. Yeah. She drives that thing like Richard Petty. It is terrible <laughs> to ride with her. And no, it's, it's not. It's, it's it drives like a minivan like it really does um it doesn't drive like a truck yeah it, it is a truck or it isn't a truck you i you're we can melissa we hear a little bit about what you're saying because you don't have the mic did you say it's oh, like yeah. an, did you say it's like an amazon vehicle let's just back up for a second oh well yeah it literally is i mean it it's is like an a amazon vehicle Ford transit okay. Okay. um it's no special color so people wonder it's like that time of year with amazon <laughs> am i the amazon guy <laughs> Do you have six children, um, so or are you the Amazon delivery Either person? one. Either one. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I will deliver them to you for a couple hours. Um, <laughs> but, yes. So, no, I always watch, like, that fear factor, and I'm like, yes, I want to go over in the lane and ramp up into this truck. Um, but I don't know. I don't know exactly what else I would do. Um, but, yeah, that comes to mind randomly. So. And, Melissa, what about you? What would you like to be if you weren't the owner of an amazing company? Uh, I don't know. You know, I think like if I had let life take me, I would have stayed in real estate. I was in the corporate real estate world prior to this. Um, now if I could have like the same lifestyle and somebody to help me with my kids every day, I would want to like homestead too. So like, but mm. I don't want to, I don't want to homestead with six kids. Yeah, that so, sounds hard. I know it's terrible. And it's like not what Instagram wants me to say right now. Right. But um, I want like that fun. I'm going to go milk the cow life, but with like somebody who knows how to milk a cow mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. and without my children in tow. Not all <laughs> okay, my children. I'll okay. take one or two with me. So but, I yeah. love both of these ideas, but I feel like it's a very good thing that you are where you are because I feel like it. <laughs> both both of those career choices might not be practical at the, right at now. At the very for least, moms of six, this is so. probably more lucrative, ladies. What yeah, you're doing right I, now, yes. and safer for the whole family. Really, Correct. let's be yeah. honest. Probably. Um, yeah. Also, fun fact: Lindy and I went to high school together and middle school. I think maybe Swift Creek. Did you go to Swift Creek? Yeah, I moved here just before eighth grade. Okay, yeah. So we go, 
We go way back mm. um, and ran into each other at a high school reunion this year. Um, our 20th high school reunion. But it was really your 21st, really, right? It was really 21st year. Okay. Right. Yeah. I always get confused yeah. when you say that. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so nice to have you on, Lindy, and Melissa as well. Um, let's go ahead and get into our first article, Katie. Put your okay. coffee down. Okay, Put your sorry, coffee down. Sorry, I was caffeinating. I thought we were going to ask the other question. We didn't ask the other question. Oh, we forgot a question. What are you currently okay. obsessed with? Oh. Um, I'm always obsessed with LaCroix, just not coconut. Okay. <laughs> love um, it. Love it. What else? I don't know. I'm a little bit obsessed with my big Christmas tree right now. Ooh. Oh, yes. Is it a fake it or a real? Um, no, it's fake. Um, like I, I, we've never done the real one. Maybe one year, but um, yeah. You remember the celebrations at the reservoir up the street? Yes. They like closed, mm-hmm. so I got a really good deal on like one of their huge trees, and oh, it makes nice. me happy. <laughs> What am I obsessed with? I know I just made a joke about my kids. I'm really obsessed with my three oldest. Like suddenly we've reached this like stage of motherhood where they're like super fun. How like, old are they? Like, oh, just great. Cool. Like they're just really fun to hang out with. Um, so I had the three of them alone a little bit this weekend. Like we went to Old Navy together. Like it was just so much fun because it's like a completely different type of parenting. Which Wait, is- how old? Um, ten and a half, nine, and seven. Okay. Okay. All um, right. We're we're getting we're getting there. We're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not yeah, really. Actually, just, no. They were just but. really. They're just really rad kids. They don't go to school, so they're just like different and like a little feral and just you know they're just they're just weird and beautifully weird. Um, I don't know what else am I obsessed with we're right now. I am. I am obsessed. I have a pregnant cow right now, which I'm really really excited about, oh, and my. I don't know how it happened because. I don't know. There's there's been a bull in there, like built bull with them for a while, but it's never happened. Like bulls are supposed to try and make babies like every nine minutes throughout the day, oh. Oh. and this bull wow. has never tried to make a baby before. But You're now, if he just wasn't attracted to, yeah, I think he just wasn't attracted to females, which is fine, and we love him and support him and whoever he wants to be in life. Um, but anyways, we have a pregnant cow now, which I'm super excited about. I mean, so. I feel like farm life just opens you up to like a whole new world. Yeah. Um, my kids got to see the donkey get, um, neutered. Um, oh. and there was a drill involved. What? Um, like, but that was their school day. Their school day was, they just spent the entire day with the vet at the farm and they, you know, pregnancy checked the cows and neutered wow. the donkey. And mm. yeah, so it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Nature Whether, finest, it's, huh? I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, um, yeah. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Yeah. Okay, now... now, Grammar education, who knows? Yeah. Now we will get into the first article. Would you like to get into that first article? Yeah, let's do it, Katie. Let's do it. Come on, come on. This one's from the New York Times. I thought this was super appropriate for you ladies because I knew you'd have something to say about it. Um, This is a a dad who is asking for some advice from like an ethicist who works for the New York Times. Is it okay that my wife posts photos of her breastfeeding our son? Um, He starts by saying, um, listen, I'm glad they're able to, that she's able to breastfeed. Um, The 
you know, lots of benefits, lots of bonding. His concern arises from the fact that my wife has posted photos online of her breastfeeding. And these are not photos where everything happens to be conveniently covered up. You can see it all. Um, the wife shares this um, with the folks uh, who she allows to see on Instagram. In other words, she doesn't have an open account. Like only her followers can see it and those that she follows. He says at first, he, you know, his first instinct that it's a little showy off. But his, his major concern here. Um, is that one day uh, his son will be going to school and school kids can be mean and he could be bullied for this. Um, and, um, you know, obviously he doesn't want to expose his son to, to some unnecessary bullying. And the, the ethicist, uh, the, the woman who's writing the opinion piece, says basically, uh, you know, you need to get over it. Um, this is something that, you know, women need to do for their kid and she also talks about just that you know kids are bullied for everything how can you discern what a kid is going to be bullied for uh is it going to be a photo of his mom playing volleyball versus a photo of him being breastfed um she also talks about she's from ghana and so she comes from like maybe a different cultural place as well um it kind of reminds you that here in in the u.s there there is still kind of like that cultural taboo around breastfeeding in public Right? Ladies, weigh in. I mean, I'll go. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we chatted about this before. Um, it's a tough one, but I do agree with her. Um, I think it's always hard to tell somebody just to let something go, so I really appreciate him communicating with his wife, trying to understand um, more, maybe more about where she's coming from. Um, but I don't think anything about what she's doing is completely inappropriate. Um, so I think really he should just kind of let her, if she's proud of what she's doing, I think that's totally okay. Yeah, I mean, I think any time you can show breastfeeding and start to normalize it, I think we're going to be better as a society. I think that it's a really natural process. I think he needs to do some work because I don't think, I think he's probably searching in the whole bullying thing. I think he's trying to maybe take what he's worried about, whatever that is, and put it towards his, his son in the future. Um I don't know. I love the idea that they do find the pictures one day and there is a conversation when the son gets older about, you know, how women feed their babies. Do you think, especially when what you guys do and the moms you talk to, especially new moms, do you think we still have a long way to go in terms of normalizing breastfeeding in public? I think we've come a long way, but I definitely think there's still room for even more education. Um, And I think that's often where it starts. I mean, my kids grew up watching kid after kid after kid, whether it's nursing or pumping. Um, and that was just completely normal. So we have those conversations and I think it's a great way to to start. Yeah, I mean, I think when I developed the clothing line, I never considered necessarily the aspect of the clothes that could actually make things more modest. It was always for me just ease and being able to wear something and access your breast. Um, but shortly after I started the company, we would get a lot of emails from people whose lives had been completely changed and the fact that they could be more present in moments um, and memories with their kids, especially when extended family um, were around, like over the holidays and stuff. They didn't have to retreat to their bedroom if they didn't want to. Um, and that's when I realized that we're really, truly trying to change um, 
you know, what life looks like for moms, which is really cool. Because I think you're right. I mean, I think there still are many, many places and many moms um, who don't feel comfortable breastfeeding in public and, you know, need some options for modesty. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's definitely not what it used to be, but not, uh, of course, not what it is, I think, in other countries, right? Um, what, what they're used to. I feel like I see on social media now, I, I notice at least a lot more moms breastfeeding their kids, you know, no cover, posting videos or pictures, just totally fine with that. Um, and I don't feel like I saw that or maybe I just wasn't as aware, um, you know, five years ago or, you know, when I was nursing my first kid. Yeah. So we were one of the first companies to ever show breastfeeding on Facebook. Um, we actually had to go through a couple hoops with Facebook to explain that it wasn't nudity, it wasn't porn, Stop. it wasn't anything really? like that. I yeah. mean, isn't that ludicrous? Yeah, it is ludicrous now looking back <laughs> on it nine years later. But if you look back, I mean, there were other brands that were selling nursing wear, like big ones, like H&M, Old Navy. Um, they were not showing breastfeeding. They weren't showing babies. They weren't showing actually the clothes being useful. utilized. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us just being able to go there and start normalizing is really what built the brand in those early days. So Yeah, well, and I said well, this before. Good for you for kicking yeah. us off. Yeah, I, I mean, I said this before. I think if you, every time you have to, think about how often you have to feed your newborn baby. If every time mm -hmm. you have to feed your baby, you have to go to a separate place and isolate yourself from family, friends, yeah. other, you know, other children, that's so lonely. And it's already so hard to be a new a mom. New mom. So. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, it's, for stepping up to the plate. And well done. Us, well yeah, done. Helping us yeah. because, yeah, yeah it's, I, it's a rough think, road. And I think you just made a really, really good point that I don't think, I think needs to be just doubled down on a little bit. So I think that it all fits into the same, like, narrative of your baby only eats every three hours and, you know, put them on a schedule and, you know, literally the misconceptions that so many women are taught about what it's going to feel like to be a new mom. Um, and I think that there's such an identity shift. I think that there's such a, a coming of age kind of rebirth of the actual mom every time you have another child. Um, and I think putting those bat like putting those roadblocks of, you know, you must go someplace else or you can't feed your baby when it's hungry or, you know, you need to set your alarm to feed it next time. Like it all just adds, like you said, to the loneliness and to the pressure that are that's felt by moms. And then we don't have a system in place to help with, you know, isolation and postpartum depression and all of that stuff. It's just, it's a completely broken system. And, you know, I think normalizing breastfeeding is, is a part of trying to fix it and move forward. Yeah. So. Like one piece, one piece of that mm -hmm. puzzle just to, mm -hmm. to get new moms, you know, through that really, it's a difficult time. It's a hard mm -hmm. time. It's got to feel good though for you guys, you know, being the first company to do this nine years ago and then to see it, other, other people doing this more now, it's got to feel good that, hey, we're moving in the right direction here. And we kind of played a role in starting this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all honestly a big blur, <laughs> but it is cool to see it a lot more out there and to see, um, you know, society kind of moving forward, which I think is great. Ma, 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 ma. Mom's the word. My sister actually got this for my three, now four-year-old, for her birthday, but I loved it. It is, you can get it on Amazon, 12 bucks is the one I found. Um, decorate your own water bottle. 
Uh, because if you have kids, you have bought at least 1,000 water bottles, <laughs> and at least 1,000 water bottles have gone missing. Um, so you always need another water bottle, and this is nice because it's not only a water bottle, they can decorate it. Um, this one was unicorns and gems, and I kid you not, my three oldest kids decorated this water bottle together for two hours, which was a huge activity, chunk of time mm-hmm. for them to be... Um, happy and entertained and we got a water bottle out of it so it's a win-win um could be a good christmas present good stocking stuffer so if you like me get so frustrated that you lose your kids lose all your water bottles this is best of both worlds i love it they have boy ones girl ones any anything you could want um okay the next article is called melbourne's new risky playground has some parents torn this is from scary mommy Um, So this playground was designed by artist Mike Hewson. And it's not your typical playground. It has the sharp edges of boulders. It looks like a construction site. There's cinder blocks on boards on (laughs) wheels is like the the basis of the structure. Um, Now, the city has said that, don't worry, it has been tested and is safe. Um, You know, kids are not going to get hurt if they play on this thing. It is supposed to feel dangerous. It's like kind of the point of it. Um, It's supposed to help kids take risks and build confidence. It's part of this growing trend for these adventure playgrounds. Um, If you look at the pictures, though, it it does. You're like, oh, uh, 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 is that really the playground? Okay, they're supposed to play on this. Okay, all right. Uh, What do you guys think? Would you let your kids play on it? Um, Well, it's two moms with... 12 total kids and I think half the time I don't know where some are (laughs) Um, so I'm not going to speak for Melissa but I'm sure she's similar in independence in our house is taught very very early so for instance climbing up the stairs um, we kind of will go and play and supervise on the stairs and by the time my kids are 11 months 12 months old one year they're kind of slithering down backwards safely so I think it's a pretty awesome idea. Um, I think as with any mom, I might just have some questions like, you know, are they just regularly checked? Like that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I'm all for kind of learning and figuring out risks on your own. Um, And I think it offers a lot of incredible pros. Yeah. I mean, I'm a... I'm like reaching the point of like overwhelmedness in parenthood where like... I'm worried about, like, choking, head injuries, and, like, being paralyzed. Maybe some drowning in there, too. But, like, those are, like, that's that's where, like, my worries lie. The can be solved with skin glue, a cast, things like that. I can't worry about that stuff. So it's, like, go play. Go enjoy. Go climb. Go learn. Like, we're going to be okay, you know? Just watch the head. Watch the neck, you know? Yeah, make sure the tetanus shot is up to date. <laughs> <laughs> and then go enjoy life, you know, like it's so much fun. And I think about, I was thinking about this this week because I'm working on a couple of projects that are really, really stretching me kind of emotionally. And I was thinking about kind of, you know, when I ran a marathon and it, you know, it pushes you physically, like those are such important lessons to learn in terms of being afraid or, you know, trying something new, like learning that grit and learning that that stretching feeling isn't really something to be afraid of. It's actually where we all grow. I think putting very, very simple things in front of our kids that allow them to feel that at a younger age, I think is only going to benefit us as a society more. 
Um, I don't know. I know that's kind of deep, but I think it's true. I mean, I think they start learning it at a playground of like, can I climb up this thing? I'm really scared, but I'm going to do it anyways. And oh my gosh, look, I just did it. Like that feeling of being scared in that moment is something that they're going to have for the rest of their lives. I think it's more important than learning like algebra, yeah. you know, I don't know. I totally agree. And I hate algebra. (laughs) And I know this is not to the playground, but it's simple things like, I mean, I think my kids, by the time they were three, they would make their own frozen waffles. And so they, they just, they would get mad when I would make it because they wanted to get the stool and they wanted to get the waffles out of the freezer and they wanted to put it in the toaster. And it wasn't until I kind of caught them trying to shove a fork in it to like get it out to where I was like stepped in and said, okay, if you ever need to do that, we need to unplug it first. But they really do love that independence. Mm -hmm. Like I think it gives them a sense of accomplishment. And I mean, I know my kids, they like climb up the slide back where they're like, look what I did. And so I can only imagine, you know, some accomplishments happening on a playground um, like that. Right. And I think too, the thing that like, you know, they can do whatever they want on this kind of playground. It's not the typical like climb up the ladder and go down the slide, right? You can like create your own game, you know, whatever you want to do to challenge yourself. So I like the idea. I think I would let my kids play on it. Yeah, and I like, no, I, mean, I think, yeah, I think that that growth and that strength, but the also creativity, I think mm-hmm. that we're, especially in the United States, this isn't in the United States, but I think in the United States, we kind of stifle that a bit with, you know, super scheduled kids and, you know, not allowing them maybe to make messes or be creative at a playground. Like you said, like there's just monkey bars in the slide, you know, mm-hmm. could there be other opportunities to be creative? So. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So we have really been struggling with our now four-year-old with bedtime. And uh, we, again, sounds like a fail. We had to actually switch rooms with two of the other kids. She shared a room with her sister. We had to switch, put her, this sounds awful, put her in the basement by herself. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fully furnished, finished basement. It's not like we're like putting her in a dungeon. That sounds terrible. But in any case, um, she struggles. It's always just a huge tantrum. Um, and we had this massive, massive fight about bedtime the other night and she slammed the door back and the door, have you ever had this? The doorknob like went into the wall, into the drywall. Yeah. And like literally made a hole in the wall. Like she made a hole in the wall. See what I'm saying, guys? Where's the win? We're still waiting for the win. Listen, listen, (laughs) but that was the last straw. And she, I think like we were like, Bennett, you just put a hole in the wall. And I think for some reason it kind of clicked to her that that was ridiculous and she should just go to bed. Anyway, it worked. from then on, easy peasy bedtimes. Really? Just goes down there, goes to sleep. All you needed was a hole. All we needed wall. was a hole in the wall. You know, sometimes I just feel like they're little brains. Like, I don't know why, but something clicks or something happens. And she just, for some reason, seemed to get it. And now, like, like she was like, "I've crossed the line here." Yeah, like I think this is. I think this tantrum might be a little bit unwarranted. Like this was really silly for me to put a hole in the wall. And now, knock on wood, 
goes to bed fine every night. Aww. Anyway, go ahead with your win. <laughs> well, I guess I just shared it with Melissa today. I guess mine's kind of like yours. It was pretty terrible. So I have a 14-year-old, and we were kind of talking about a report card. And I got a little bit on top of him, which I apologized for, but... He took out his kind of shame and anger with the middle finger behind my back, and my husband <gasps> saw it. Oh, um, my. And it's like the first time it happens, and I have a lot of grace with first-time things. We talk through them. We talk options, and they leave the conversation knowing that I will take them out the next time. Um, <laughs> and so he didn't talk to me. I took away his phone, and he came straight home from school, and there was no screens. And I said, I would love to have a conversation with you, but you need to come to me and start that conversation. So he waited over 24 hours <gasps> and um, came to me and we had a really good conversation. A um, lot of embarrassment, he said, and shame and took it out in a really bad way. And then we bonded over shaving his um, little beginner mustache. <gasps> so it was like kind of a cool, like... It was, I literally remember the moment I was standing in the bathroom. I'm like, we just had a great, all the feelings conversation. He apologized. And here we are. Like, yeah, it was great. That's great. It was great. So um, I'm not ready for that. I know. Not teenage ready. teenage, not teenage years seem really, really hard. A little tiny mustache? Libby, oh my gosh. I don't know. I know there's some really hard moments, but they're like really, really cool people. I know. I feel like that. 12, 13 was a bit of a hot mess, but I don't know. I'm really enjoying this 14-year-old boy. Okay. I don't know why. Besides Ask the middle me. finger. Yeah. I know. I know. And But these things are going to happen, and we had a really good conversation, but he's, like, they're so independent, and yeah. we have really cool conversations. I, I don't know. You're a good mom, Lindy Lou. So are you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we loaded up um, all of our children last night in our Amazon van. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what you have to drive when you have six children, um, with my mother. And we went and looked at Christmas lights and everybody survived. Um, I may have had more than one truly, um, while we drove around, like when I was not driving, my husband was, um, but I survived and we all survived and we ate Chick-fil-A and we looked at lights and I'm here today. I love it. That, I love that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, you're a better mom than me because I'm like, even with four, I'm like, do we attempt the Christmas lights? It mm-hmm. just feels like it. I'm not sure if it's worth it. Was it worth it? Were the kids excited? Um, it, it went better than I expected, but okay. I also know every time I load up the kids that like worst case is somebody's going to get car sick. Somebody's going to hit somebody else. Like I just, I went into it with worst case scenario. A low bar, low bar. I, you know, that's the way to do I it. lowered the bar and we were, we were good. You just remove the bar. Don't lower the bar. Just remove, remove the bar. Take, take out the bar completely. I love take it. Well, yep. thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been a wonderful conversation. Hey, tell folks where they can, how they can follow you. Well, you can find us at watchmama.com, but please come find us on social media, whether it's Instagram or on Facebook. Um, you can find the Latch Mama page, but we also have a fantastic community group. It's called Latch Mama Love. Find friends. We see women connect and meet up um it's wonderful and you can follow me and my farm animals um directly at the latch mama as well oh love it okay well thanks for coming on guys we hope you have a wonderful day and enjoy the upcoming holidays it's going to be crazy and stressful but we hope you have lots of magical moments as well (laughs) thank you ladies thanks ladies
Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening.